For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. You're listening to Daybreak. Over the last week, a series of European governments have paused their use of the AstraZeneca vaccine. Yesterday, an intelligence report showed efforts by outside nations to influence the 2020 U.S. elections. It's Wednesday, March 17th. Welcome back. It was a beautiful long weekend. Students took in a sunny Saturday and Sunday, enjoying various on-campus socially distanced events run by the undergraduate student government and the Office of the Dean of Undergraduate Students. After a two-day spring break, Princeton classes resume today. From everyone at Daybreak and the Prince at Large, good luck with the rest of the semester. Off-campus, several European countries have paused the rollout of the AstraZeneca vaccine over concerns about abnormal blood clotting in some recipients. Sweden has now suspended the vaccine's use, joining France, Germany, the Netherlands, and Ireland. Across the Atlantic, Venezuela stated on Monday that it'll be avoiding this specific vaccine altogether. The European Medicines Agency, the EMA, is currently investigating around 30 cases involving blood disorders. Sweden announced it's waiting on the results of this investigation before moving forward. On Tuesday, the head of the EMA stated that they are firmly convinced that the benefits of the vaccine outweigh the risks. It's worth noting that the US Food and Drug Administration has not yet approved the vaccination in the US. It's still in phase 3 clinical trials. In some positive vaccine news, two other major shots are looking to expand their eligibility. Moderna has begun testing their vaccine on children in the US and Canada to determine whether it's safe for those between the ages of 6 months and 11 years old. Pfizer has begun testing their vaccine on children ages 12 to 15 years old. Yesterday, the state of Ohio announced that all residents over the age of 16 are eligible to receive a COVID-19 vaccine. Depending on how these new tests go, that age could go down quickly in months to come. Much has been made of the cancellation of various athletic traditions amid the pandemic over the past year. About a year ago, first the Ivy League and then the NCAA cancelled their winter sport championships, including a fan favorite. While the Ivy League is still on the bench, March Madness, the NCAA Men's and Women's Basketball Championships, starts this week. The women's tournament begins on Sunday, while the men's tournament starts tomorrow. The two fields of 64 and 68 teams, respectively, will be whittled down to one champion each over the course of the next three weekends. The tournaments would typically take place in up to a dozen cities across the country. This year, though, the two fields have converged on a handful of arenas for a more pandemic-conscious tournament, with the men playing in Indianapolis and the women in San Antonio. In Indiana, over 2,300 players, coaches, and athletic staff were tested for COVID-19 in anticipation of this week's play. Just five tested positive as of yesterday, which is a good sign for the upcoming weeks of games. In other headlines, an intelligence report declassified yesterday showed that Russia and Iran attempted to influence the 2020 elections in the US. While similar attempts four years back focused on voter registration, ballot casting, and vote tabulation, efforts from both Moscow and Tehran this time around focused on influencing public perceptions, moves like denigrating then-candidate Joe Biden and degrading confidence in the election itself. On Tuesday, Uber announced that it'll be reclassifying its British drivers as workers in response to a British Supreme Court ruling last month. The shift entitles more than 70,000 employees to a minimum wage, a pension plan, and vacation pay. This wasn't an easy switch. Uber put up a consistent effort to keep their employees classified as drivers or freelancers, rather than the higher-paid status of company workers. Similar efforts to reclassify drivers have so far failed in the US, but it's something to keep an eye out for. If you're in the Princeton area today, you can expect clouds and a high of 53 degrees. That's all for Daybreak Today. 
Today's episode was written by Maddie Losted and Wilson Kahn and produced under the 145th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 22. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Mark Didici. Have a wonderful day.